Welcome back to another episode of All Things Red. On today's episode, I have Taylor Belbeer. She is the owner of Key Boutique in Hamburg, New York. Uh, Taylor and I connected via Instagram because um, we have mutual friends, and so I wanted to get on her on, on, on an episode after seeing all the things she's been doing, um, building her local business and whatnot. So, Taylor, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Of course. So, for people that don't know you or may not know your business, um, who who exactly are you? Give a little intro of yourself. <laughs> so my name is Taylor. I am 26 years old. I am born and raised in Buffalo, in Hamburg specifically, which is right outside of Buffalo. Um, and I started Tea Boutique. It's been almost four years now. And it is a woman's boutique that is located in the village of Hamburg, which is like a cute little quaint town um, right in Hamburg. And we have a little storefront. We're online, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned to me that you went to uh, Slippery Rock up in Pennsylvania. You Mm -hmm. did go to business school. Has starting your own boutique been something you thought about for a while were you around business people growing up like maybe parents or friends parents um Um, or did it develop like once you were in business school so I actually kind of have a roundabout path to how I ended up where I am um Uh so my dad is in like corporate America so he's a businessman everything so I guess you can say that that's like rooted in me um but I actually went into college as a physical therapy major and (laughs) totally thought I was going to go like a medical track of some sort. And I honestly think that at the time I just sort of did it to, I don't know, I thought it was a lucrative business. I kind of like had friends that were going, you know, nurse, medical, whatever. And I was like, I played sports. I played lacrosse in college and I was like, Oh, I'll go into PT. Um, I was two semesters into school. So after my sophomore year, I, just hated it (laughs) like I hated school I hated my classes I hated everything about it um so actually my parents were like can you please switch your major (laughs) and I was like (laughs) I was like all right and I was looking at other majors and everything and I ended up going into marketing obviously with a degree in business but my uh degree was marketing so I went to business school and it just came so naturally and so easy to me And I remembered seeing kids like in my program for PT that it just came so naturally and so easily. And I was like, I'm working so hard. And then when I got into marketing, like it all just kind of clicked and made sense. And I definitely think that that's what I was meant to do. Um, And then after two years, I crammed all my classes and graduated on time um, with business degree. And I had no idea what I was going to do after I graduated. I was like, had no job lined up or anything. And I always, always had a love for fashion, but I never thought I could make a career out of it. Cause I feel like a lot of people have that idea that like fashion is a very hard industry and it is, don't get me wrong, but I feel like it's interesting to see all the different avenues and facets that there are in fashion. Like you don't have to be a designer. Um, so I was unsure of what I wanted to do. And actually my brother was living in Pittsburgh, which is 45 minutes away from Slippery Rock. And he had mentioned to me that Nordstrom in Pittsburgh was hiring interns for the summer. Mm-hmm. So I applied. Love that story. <laughs> so I applied for the internship at Nordstrom and I was, I think it was like one of 12 interns that they hired out of like 200, which was pretty cool. Um, 
so I ended up working at Nordstrom as an intern for two months. Absolutely fell in love with it, fell in love with the retail, learning all about the business, everything. And um, I ended up getting hired on as a manager right after I finished my internship. So kind of like one one big jump from an intern to a manager. And I was at Nordstrom for two full years. So, <laughs> wow, that's a lot. Okay, so, <laughs> no, that's good, though. I like that you're talking. So, um, kind of going back to the beginning, when you went to school for PT, was mm-hmm. that something that you thought you wanted to do or were you more so like I know they make good money and obviously you got to take care of yourself because okay yeah because that's how I feel a lot of people uh, pick their majors based on which Mm -hmm. that's not bad because we all need to make a living and we all want to do cool things in life and it costs money so um but did you you said that you started to do bad in school and stuff like that and you didn't really like it yeah um were you when you thought of making the switch after you taking the marketing class did you just I know you mentioned it a little bit but did you have any thought of like oh I don't really want to start all over again I don't want yeah okay yeah what how did you get over that to Um, actually make the jump I think that one of the things that my mom said to me that like really resonated with me and made the most sense was I was trying super hard and I wanted, like I was determined to be a PT and everything, but Mm -hmm. my mom was like, if you don't like the classes and you don't like your major right now, you're not going to like your career. And I was Mm -hmm. like, that's true. Like I have to like what I'm doing in school and everything. Like if I would have gotten out of school and graduated with a PT degree and been a PT, who knows if I would have liked it? Probably not if I didn't like the schooling. Um, so I think that that was my biggest thing. I obviously didn't, my, what I was hung up on was I didn't want to be in school longer than like all of my friends because I played lacrosse and all of my friends were graduating on time. So I crammed all my classes in and took summer courses and everything so I could graduate on time, but it was definitely scary to switch your major halfway through college. (laughs) Did, um, when you, okay. So actually, cause you mentioned it about playing lacrosse, Mm -hmm. um, you getting all your classes in on time and then making it a priority to graduate on time. So you could be with all your friends and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like looking back, do you think that that athlete's mindset you had of like, this is the goal I'm getting it done. How high water kind of playing playing how college sports is yes. allowed you to be able to do what you're doing now with the business and stuff mm-hmm. like that with that without being so how do I say this like too much in your head and too much in your thoughts of like what's right and what's wrong yeah I feel like just the drive and determination like having a goal and wanting to achieve it like I when I say I took classes year-round I took classes year-round like I took winter courses I took summer courses like I did everything that I could to graduate on time um but yeah, I feel like it definitely, I don't know. I feel, yeah, it definitely takes like a drive and a determination to get there. Cause I definitely could have taken extra years or extra semesters or whatever to get my degree, but I knew that I wanted to get done and I wanted to get through school. It, well, yeah, it seems like that's how you are. I mean, obviously <laughs> you got the manager job right after your first internship yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about first what about business school and then like what about um your experience at Nordstrom have you taken to build the build the business you're building and then obviously continue with it because you had to have learned somewhere yeah so um I think one thing that I learned actually more recently than earlier on was I definitely have more of like a creative mindset which took me a while to learn like I said I think I just like recently started to realize that 
Um, because I never was super, super strong in school. I was like a straight C student and I tried very, very hard. I was not lazy. I did not like goof around or anything. Like I studied my butt off, but I just school wasn't for me. It didn't click easily. I am terrible at taking tests. Um, but well, C's to get degrees. They do, and I got mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm terrible at taking tests. But I think one of the craziest things with marketing is marketing and business school was a lot of presentations and I can do that like I can get up and talk about something and explain something um much better than I can do in a test taking form Mm -hmm. so I think that that really helped me and then also like I said being creative minded I also I always knew that school wasn't my forte but I also wasn't creative in the sense of like arts or like artistic I was never like painting or sculpting or anything of that sort But when it comes to clothing and merchandising and marketing and social media and everything, I, it comes very naturally to me. Um, Mm -hmm. And I didn't really realize that until I started working at Nordstrom and until I got my, like started my own business that putting together outfits and taking photos of outfits and doing things like that, that was just like a no brainer to me where for some other people, like you have to work at that or learn that part of the business. Do you think that school, um, I mean, obviously it was different when we were growing up because we grew up almost like with no technology. Mm -hmm. And then as like we got into our twenties and stuff like that, that's when it really just took off. So we have a bit of both. Do you think that school, um, needs to catch up with the times or I mean obviously it's kind of like the same question because um, I don't feel I don't know how you feel about this that school doesn't necessarily uh, help cultivate the minds of creatives it's more so of like problem solving critical thinking which yeah. those are those are super important skills obviously but mm-hmm. in terms of helping someone bring a reality into idea but yeah. with like strategy that works I'm not so sure that school does that like what are your thoughts on that yeah I like I said I had a hard time like I uh... I did not like school to any degree. Like I'm grateful that I got my degree. I'm thankful for that. No one can ever take that from me. Like I did my hard four years of college and everything. And I definitely Mm -hmm. learned a lot um, from the experience, from my classes, everything. But like I said, I definitely struggled in school. And I like, I, I don't think I was like an art artistic person. So I kind of feel like I fell between being like, marketing minded and being creative and everything but also not fitting in in like the arts and everything so yeah it definitely was hard for me and I think that finding my niche luckily because a lot of people don't some people never Mm do um and I think finding my niche and realizing like oh okay like I'm I'm good at merchandising clothes I'm good at taking pictures of this I'm good at you know promoting things on Instagram and like doing stuff like that um definitely helped me fall into where I am today but yeah I definitely think that school needs a little bit of adaption in that sense I do know when I was leaving Slippery Rock I think it was my last semester of Slippery Rock they actually had um, a minor in social media which I thought was really cool and I wish I would have had a chance to take it because I think I would have done really good at it um, uh-huh. and I think I would have been really like intrigued with it and really liked it but obviously by the time I was graduating, it was like a little late <laughs> for that. Um, but I think it is cool to see like classes like that coming about and that it is a possibility. Yeah, we had one at Mercyhurst. It was uh, social media and politics, but yeah. it had nothing to do, absolutely nothing to do with politics. It was more so like how to 
make algorithms to like search certain things and how to make up algorithms to get a certain like you put something out there get a certain amount of people to respond to it I was completely lost so I had no (laughs) idea what was going on I mean I also never really paid attention yeah but Um, that's but that's the thing though is like even with marketing now like I never took a social media class in college and mm-hmm. like so many people that I talked to fellow business owners, like they have no understanding of social media, especially generations above us. Like they have no idea how there's algorithms and this and that and whatever. And like, it really does need to be taught. Like it's crazy concept. Um, and like, we're kind of lucky cause we did kind of grow up with it like halfway out, you know, like through, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but it is good to see schools kind of adapting to things like that. But yeah, no, totally. Now, what do you think are just from your your experience? So, what do you think if someone decided not to go to college and mm-hmm. not to go to college because they don't want to, but more so of like they don't want to and they don't want to take on the potential debt if they're not getting scholarships mm-hmm. or anything like that? What is the disadvantage they face right off the bat from not going to college or experiencing business school, in your opinion? Um, I will say I do not think that I would be doing what I'm doing without my internship and my opportunity at Nordstrom. And Mm -hmm. I think the reason that I got my internship and the chance to work at Nordstrom and everything is because I was in college and was graduating and getting my degree and everything. So opportunities like that might not be um, Mm -hmm. as easily presented or achievable or whatever um, you want to say. But I mean, you can still work at Nordstrom without a degree, you know, like it's not, I don't know, retail and what I'm doing, especially what I'm doing now. Like I have my own business. I don't need my degree to do this. (laughs) Um, No, of course not. And like, and I, I've joked about that before and stuff, but I would be lying to you if I said that having my degree and learning what I learned in business school and my opportunity at Nordstrom and everything I learned there, I absolutely would not be doing what I'm doing without it. So I don't think that school is for everybody. I don't think school is for me necessarily. And I don't think there's Uh any right or wrong answer. Um, But I do have to say, like, I feel like it did open opportunity for me personally. Of course. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I mean, take it with a grain of salt, but I heard... I was listening to an interview with 50 Cent once and he was saying how if if the professor of a business school or professor of a business class or whatever um, was made more was making more money running that business than teaching, he would be running that business. Yep. So it's like he was saying you don't and if uh, I can't even speak my bad. <laughs> he said that. And then he also said that if everyone who went to business school or took business classes were to be become successful from those classes, then there'd be way too many successful people. So yeah. again, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Um, I, that's why I had to ask those questions. Cause I always was curious, but I didn't want to also be like ignorant to that fact. Cause yeah. I mean, it is it, behind the scenes. It is hard. So oh, yeah. What are like when you first hopped in the business, what was your expectations versus reality and like full circle? Uh, from when I started T Boutique? Yeah. So from where you are when you first started, like when because obviously before you get into the business, you have an idea you have yeah. a plan and everyone yeah. thinks their plan is gold. Yeah. And not saying that in a bad way, but no. <laughs> uh everyone thinks their plan's gold and then they go to implement that plan in mm-hmm. business and they get a dose of the real world and you're like, Oh shit. Like that was not the case. Okay. I got to figure this out now. I don't know if I'm going to make money this week. Like there's all these different factors. So what for you were your expectations versus reality when Um, you first got into it? 
I think one of my biggest things that kind of like hit me hard was that if I just posted on Instagram and showed my product and everything that I would get a million followers right away and like it would be super easy and Instagram is so easy to grow and this and that and whatever and especially having a market marketing background I think that I would or degree I should say I think I was very naive in that fact because I was like oh I went to marketing so I got this like whatever and it is not that easy because there are people out there that are doing basically the same thing I am (laughs) so Mm -hmm. um that was definitely difficult and then also I think one thing that was a lot um is everyone's like oh it's so nice you're your own boss you can make your own schedule blah 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 which is true it is nice um but I also it's very hard to step away from the business when it's Mm -hmm. all you um so the first uh the first two and a half three years I was completely everything was me I was the business I did every single piece of the business um and I finally just hired I'm actually it's about to be one year with one of my employees and then another girl just started in February with us and that's amazing (laughs) thank you and I think that was like the hardest part was having that switch to turn it on and turn it off sometimes because when you work for another company or you work in an office or whatever it may be that you do when you leave your office or your work or your job wherever you are you can shut it off and you're done for the Mm -hmm. weekend and you're out of work or you're home or whatever like I am constantly tea boutique um yeah and even and it's even in the assets of like I went to a wedding this weekend and somebody was like oh you own tea boutique and I was like yeah <laughs> like it's just it's constantly like I constantly have to be on and like my phone is constantly going off and all of those sort of things and I think that that was like the hardest part is that I thought it was gonna be so awesome and I was my own boss and I could make my own hours and whatever um but there literally were times that I would be like in the car with my boyfriend and he'd be talking to me and he'd be like Tay are you listening and I'm like oh sorry like thinking about you know what I need to order for the store or what events we have coming up or what's going on and it's like um so it's hard to check in and check out of that turn it off but those were probably the two biggest things thinking I could grow super super quickly and learning the work-life balance uh side note about the wedding real quick Uh, I saw you post on Instagram (laughs) with your boyfriend and tagged Mike Lima yeah yeah, I uh, I've known Mike for a while now. I messaged him when I saw really him. he repost. Yeah, I I've known him for a while now. So I know when... him. I've known him for a long time too. He lived in the he... neighborhood behind me growing up. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a great guy. Yeah. So um, <laughs> he he was working at the same law office my mom was, and oh, then okay. I was interning there because I thought I wanted to go to law school. I was interning there and him and I would go down to the clerk's office, do closings and stuff like that. Yep. We, I mean, he knew what he was doing a little bit at the time because he was new. Yeah. I had absolutely no idea what we were doing. So we kind of like bonded a little bit that way. And yeah. then uh, we just stayed in touch, went to his wedding and stuff like that. But I oh, messaged really? him. That's so yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah. I messaged him and I was just like, I'm having Taylor on um, Monday. He's like, you know, Taylor. I was like, <laughs> not, I was like indirectly, but yeah. in a small world. He's like, no way. So yeah. yeah, I had that. I, I told him, him I was going to bring that guy. up. Yeah. yeah, he's a great dude. So, <laughs> um, back to back to your business. So, there, I have uh, I have a couple friends, and obviously you do too, where they have said that like, they thought about getting in business, they wanted to do business, mm-hmm. and they either didn't because, or they decided they don't want to because mm-hmm. of 
what you just said about how it's like, hey, I like my 40 hours. I like my weekends. Yep. I like chilling. I, I'm good with that. Like that stress of when is when when is money coming in? What if yep. the inventory is late? All those different type of things. For you, what is it that keeps you doing that? Because I know for a lot of people, it's it's um, the ability to make as much money as you want to make. Mm-hmm. Two, or it's like the freedom of one day. It's like, okay, I might be able to pass this down to someone in the family. Mm-hmm. Or even I have the freedom to do things. And by building new relationships with people and networking, those could turn into new business opportunities for me. So it also gives me access to certain things that, working your standard job might uh not and yeah. i don't mean i don't mean to throw a lot of questions at you put you on the spot like that but those are just some things i wanted to ask you no yeah no i feel like those are all like definitely a lot of reasons that people want to run their own business and the freedom of it and all of that um i think that my biggest thing is i've learned over doing it the past couple of years that this is absolutely what i'm meant to be doing and mm-hmm. it sounds so cliche but I absolutely love my job. Um, And I think one of uh, the moments that I like knew that I kind of wanted to branch out and do something on my own is actually when I was working at Nordstrom, I was running the social media, um, like helping with Nordstrom and running it for our department and like all that sort of stuff. And I remember my boss at the time, he said to me, he was like, Tay, like you got a niche with this. He's like, you know what you're doing. Um, he's like, don't ever let anybody like dull that. And he was like, promise me, like, wherever you end up, like, you're going to take this to the next level and like, you're going to do your thing. And like that really sat with me because I was like, I, I never looked at it like that, like that I had something different or like had that creative niche. Um, and I think just doing my business and having customers come in and absolutely loving the pieces that I picked out or it's perfect for a wedding they're going to or for their bridal shower or seeing girls on their bachelorette wearing a dress from my store and tagging me and like just little things like that um it just it makes me feel good about it and it makes me feel like I'm in the right place and in the right business and everything um Mm -hmm. but it definitely the stressors of it can I'm sure a lot of people can argue sometimes can outweigh that um but I think that I've learned to deal with it, like learned how to balance it and learn yeah. um, kind of like what the routine is with everything. So, but that's, it's a cliche answer, but the, I guess that's the reason that I'm doing what I'm doing. <laughs> I mean, well, cliches work. That's what it's called, yeah. cliches. Not to be, I say this all the time, but like not to be corny, but like yeah. corny works. That's why. No shade, but that's why Drake's the biggest artist. Yep, yep. <laughs> He's got the little heart in his hair. Like, yep. come on, bro. Yep. <laughs> but um, so like with the business, like when that guy told you that um, at Nordstrom, you mm-hmm. obviously decided to believe it. A lot of people get advice like that all the time, but they choose not to believe it yep. because they don't either hear it often or um, you know how people are. Like mm-hmm. they want to see you do good, but not not better than them right. uh, type of thing. What made you believe what they were saying? Was it one of those things where you – believed it all the time low-key but you just were you just needed to hear it from someone you looked up to or like um I guess I definitely looked up to him he was an amazing boss he was a great great person in my life um and he still is he still roots me on he still reaches out all the time and everything um but yeah I guess I don't know I guess I just needed 
to I mean I was probably like 22 at the time Uh and I think I just was still kind of finding my way a little bit and realizing like what was falling into place um and another thing like working at Nordstrom that like clicked for me and everything was like putting outfits together as small as that sounds um I'd have customers come in that wanted to shop with me specifically and dress them like head to toe and there were stylists that worked at Nordstrom and I was a manager um but doing little things like that and just the reward of having customers wanting to come back and shop with you and um wanting you to style them is such a cool thing and I basically get to do that every day at D Boutique like customers come in looking for stuff and looking for me to be like hey I have this coming up you know what do you have anything in store for me and things like that and um I guess I didn't realize that that was kind of like a gift or a talent or whatever you want to say. Um, Mm -hmm. So I really, I loved that. And that was definitely like a huge reward of doing what I do. So that's the best part Mm -hmm. is the relationships you build with people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So when, where did you originally get the first, like, you know, kind of going back to, to now, like you start in the business, you grow in the business. Mm -hmm. Um, where what what did day one look like and like where did you start with it so I decided I was gonna do it I talked to my parents I was living in Pittsburgh at the time and to be totally honest I was super homesick for Buffalo I never thought I would be I was always the person that was like out of all my friends I was like I'm getting out of here I'm leaving I went as far as Pittsburgh which like looking back now I laugh at I'm like (laughs) three hours away um but I was like I'm not living in Buffalo and it got to the point that every time I would come back to Buffalo and I was leaving, I was like so upset. Like to the last few times I went back to Pittsburgh, I was like crying <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm supposed to be in Buffalo. Like I need to go back home. Um, and I got the idea to start my own business. Actually, my mom, my grandma and my aunt were the ones that were like, you should do this. It wasn't even necessarily me <laughs> that uh-huh. was like all gung ho about starting my own business because let's face it, moving back to Buffalo and wanting to be in fashion or retail, there's not very much like options. Um, So I was kind of like, what the heck am I going to do? So that's when I just made my own way here. And like I said, my mom and my grandma were like all on board, all gung ho about it. So I started to look into like what I needed to do, what licensing I needed, like how this all worked, where I ordered clothes from, like all of the above. And I moved back in with my parents for like six months and which very thankful that they let me do that. Move back in with my parents. Of course. Shout out mom and dad. I know. (laughs) And I saved as much money up as I could while I was working. And when I finally decided to give my two weeks and leave Nordstrom and everything, I moved home and I actually decided to launch online. And when I say I decided to, after talking to my parents through and through, they thought it was a good idea for me to start online rather than <laughs> rent out a storefront. Uh-huh. So I was like, all right, all right. So um, I went to my first market on my first buying trip um, and launched in December of, geez, was it 2017 now, I think? Or some, I don't know. It was. Yeah, that would be five years. Yeah. So I launched it. Wait, no, it wouldn't. That would be. 2018 maybe yeah Yeah. I don't know I have to look back I should know (laughs) but anyway so um I launched it and I actually had a launch party at Resurgence Brewery downtown (laughs) and it was all like friends and family and everything and word of mouth whatever the news came like it was awesome 
and I was super excited about it. I launched online and I was pretty successful online just from the jump, but I started doing pop-up shops. So I would bring Mm -hmm. a rack of clothes and my like card reader and everything. And I would do pop-up shots at like spot coffee and my mom is a hairdresser. So at her hair salon and like things like that and just anywhere I could get a pop-up. Um, most weekends I was doing one and again, shout out to my boyfriend and my dad and everything. Cause they would come set everything up with me <laughs> <laughs> and, um, it got to the point that when I would start doing pop-ups, I kind of started to gain a following. Like people would be like, when's your next pop-up? Where are you going to be? Like people would be messaging us on Instagram and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, I think people want to see my stuff in person like I, women want to shop this stuff in person like they want to feel the material they want to try it on they want to see the pieces like I don't know if online is like the way to go which is crazy because you would think in this day and age that online is the route to take mm-hmm. um but I think that a lot of women are the same in that aspect a lot of women like to try things on they like to see things they like to see how soft it is and you know this and that whatever and there's only so much that Instagram can do um, as far as like showing product and everything. So that is when I actually stumbled upon a little like suite um, right in the village of Hamburg. So it's a building that has multiple suites inside of it. And um, that was when we opened our first little store. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I actually saw that's like how I first got put on, obviously from besides like friends instagrams and stuff like that mm-hmm. was i kept seeing like advertising in the window uh oh, by, really? like, spot co- by spot coffee yep. and like other places like that mm-hmm. um and that was the first thing i thought of too i was like where the hell is this girl's store yeah like <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh that's pretty funny so did you have to set up like um like obviously you had to set up like tax and all that stuff like with the business and stuff yeah. like that um and a couple of those things, what are like some of those like unknown struggles um, when you first go to launch a business and be, yeah. being your own boss? That was the like probably the hardest part because I was like so terrified of like not doing something right or having like the wrong licensing or like whatever. Um, so I started as a DBA, so doing business as. Um, so I had to go uh, downtown and get all of that situated, all that paperwork, doing business as. Um, which will give you like, it's called an EIM number. So when you file your taxes, like that's what you file under um, and all that sort of stuff. I have since changed T-Boutique into an LLC um, because I hired employees and we have payroll now and like all that Mm -hmm. sort of stuff. So the business has evolved as we've grown and everything. Um, But yeah, there's, there's, it was interesting like learning all that sort of stuff because as a boutique We have to have like a resale certificate permit to be able to resell the product. So like when you work with wholesalers, you have to provide that um, certificate to them so that they Mm -hmm. know that you're a legitimate business um, and things like that. But yeah, little stuff that I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. I really had to do my research and learn about. So I didn't have anybody teaching me how to do any of this. There's no like handbook for it. of course no there never is and even if there was everyone does it differently Mm -hmm. so like make it successful right do you contribute your uh success with it so far to you being an athlete because like i said like it's very i feel like sports if you played them in college at least Mm -hmm. um no knock against people that don't but it's almost it's like a similar process in a way whereas like for lacrosse we had 
we had team lift. That's one aspect of it. Conditioning. That's uh-huh. another film. That's another. And then obviously road, uh, road trips and stuff like that. So from that aspect of sports is that like you could contribute, say, li- uh, lifting instead of lifting. You're not lifting in business. You're more so on the computer researching stuff. Uh-huh. And then like film, you're looking at other people's designs and where you can get inspiration from. So with that, do you contribute any of that structure to that you had in lacrosse to your business now? Absolutely. I'm like such a routine, like detail oriented, driven, like all of those things. And I played sports my whole life, played basketball and lacrosse. And um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's just like becomes a part of like your natural instinct and your natural life, like routine and everything. Um, Uh And I always joke, like I cannot stand still like at all. Like I'm constantly, constantly going and I'm constantly thinking of like the next thing that I should be doing or whatever. And I honest to God, I'm not even kidding. I feel guilty like sitting down watching TV and stuff because I just am like constantly going. Like I catch up on TV shows usually when I'm steaming clothes for T boutique. <laughs> <Cause> <laughs> I just like, I can't sit still, um, which is like a good and a bad thing sometimes, but sometimes I do need to like sit back and like relax for a minute. Um, and then the other part of like being in business that I think correlates with being an athlete is I've hit a lot of milestones with T boutique that I'm so, so proud of. And, um, like some goals I've set for myself and everything, but it's kind of like, once I hit the one, I'm on to the next. And like, I kind of don't take the time to, um, like be proud of myself and like appreciate that moment because I'm like ready for the next challenge or the next like game, if you want to say like as an athlete, Mm -hmm. um, And I do wish sometimes I could like sit back and really like take it all in and enjoy it. But I think that's part of like the athlete in me is that I'm like, all right, what's next? Like what's coming up? Like, what do we got to do? And a few people have pointed that out to me, like friends and family, even some people I've worked with in business, they're like, you should be really proud of this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. But like onto the next thing. (laughs) No, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's how our minds work. That's yeah. why I wanted to ask that. Mm-hmm. Some people don't, some people don't understand it, but it's, uh, but if you're, if you're always doing it and that's just like who you are. Yeah. So it's not, I mean, obviously burnout's a real thing, but it doesn't yeah. seem like you, you know how to balance that. Um, where, like, did you, so after the pop-up shops, how was the success with that? Did you start getting new ideas from customers, obviously? Yeah. And did you have to change like any design plans you oh. had? Meaning <laughs> If you, you did. saw okay, yeah. T-Boutique's original <laughs> clothes compared to now, holy smoke. Sometimes what was things, the difference? Oh, my God. I just I, – I had no idea what I was doing. That's what the difference was. <laughs> I literally – sometimes pictures come up now of, like, pictures we did way back in the day. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, who bought this? Like, what were we selling? I'm like, oh, my Lord. But – I, I mean, I guess our trends went with the times. Like it's, I uh-huh. know that three years doesn't seem that long, but trends change like biker shorts and oversized t-shirts weren't in style. So, you know, like things change. So we definitely have moved with it. Um, I do think that I was trying to find my target audience right from the jump. And I think one of my biggest responses was, um, kind of like younger, but I guess middle-aged women that, um, were mothers like I think that they wanted like trendy cute fun pieces um that weren't like super trendy or out of the box or like crazy so that's kind of what I saw the most in returning customers so that was what I ran with but now we've started to get more of a younger 
audience, like high school, college age. So we've kind of transformed into both. Like we have some of those like business casual, like um, we have a ton of teachers that are customers. So we have some of those nice like dresses that they can wear to school and everything. But then we also have, like I said, like the biker shorts and stuff like that for, you know, some of the younger trendier customers. When you started shifting because Mm -hmm. of who your customers were and then you obviously saw like where the money was going, Mm -hmm. where it's like, if I don't do this, I'm not, I'm not going to have customers. Where, where do you, do you just keep going customer by customer or is there going to come a point where you're just like, okay, like I have enough feedback. I know it makes me the most, these other things that are coming in, I'm not going to design stuff um based on those ideas because what we have right now works or are you just going to keep constantly um, going I think that we kind of like added on the younger customer base like mm-hmm. I don't think that we necessarily completely shifted granted uh, the, some of the pieces that we had before I was like oof like but I <laughs> yeah. think I, th- I think I just got a better idea of what people wanted and it's actually funny now because I feel like when I go to market and see pieces and everything I'm like oh, this, this is totally so-and-so. Like, it reminds me of a customer. Or I'll be like, oh, my God, these four customers will love this piece. Like, we need this. Like, um, But I think part of it is being trendy. But I also think that we have a very, like, classic staple. Like, I actually, I think on our website, it says we have everything from, like, your basic staple pieces to those standout wow pieces, you know? Um, mm-hmm. We try to have a little bit of everything. And I think one of the biggest compliments I ever got was – a mom and daughter came in the daughter was probably in her teenage years and the mom said I think this is the first store that we've shopped at that both of us have bought something at and I was like that's I was like that's pretty cool I never thought of that but like that makes sense like you know like how often do mom and daughters get to shop together and both like something in the same store I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> but I don't have a sister or anything like that. So, yeah. But I would say very rarely. Yeah. Very rarely. Um, all right. So the next thing I have for you was where do you get your inspiration for the business? Um, the, I feel like the inspiration originally started from like my own style and mm-hmm. everything. But And what's your style? I would have to say um, – Again, this was something that I think a friend of mine or a customer or someone said to me. I never really thought of this, but they said that my style is very, like, feminine and classic. Like, I love pink and ruffles and sparkles and, like, all of that sort uh-huh. of stuff. Um, <laughs> but I try to keep a little bit of something for everybody, like I said. Um, but the inspo from the store, I don't know. I feel like it's just kind of take it like our color is definitely pink so it's definitely mm-hmm. girly like our bags are pink um yeah our curtains for the fitting rooms pink like that sort of thing that's kind of like our staple um but I don't know I think I get inspo from everywhere I think from my friends like I'll go to my friend you said that you know like who my friend Aaron is like I'll go to Aaron her and I have very different styles Aaron's very trendy and I think uh-huh. like way cooler than I am with style <laughs> and I'll go to her sometimes and be like what do you think of this and like ask her about different pieces and I kind of pull from my different friends so I guess my friends are my inspiration I pull from my friends like who has different styles asking if they like certain stuff if I think it's more them and like get their honest opinions about things um so yeah and then obviously the girls Emily and Krista um are my girls at the store and I definitely like get their take on things because I think all three of us have different styles 
So mm-hmm. I guess that's where it comes from. All the people around me. <laughs> no, that's great. That's how it should be. You should have good yeah. people around you. Um, so with fashion, you were saying earlier when we started talking that you never thought of yourself as someone that, you know, not, you're not a designer, but you no. never thought of someone that could contribute to the fashion world in some way, shape or form. Yeah, I <laughs> definitely always really, really loved fashion. And mm-hmm. I remember like, and as I don't know, it sounds like a storyline, but like, and I remember in high school and stuff, like <laughs> loving red carpets and like magazines and like all of that sort of stuff. But I just feel like fashion is like. It's definite. I feel like people are like, you have to make it big. Like it has to be like, you have to be a designer. Like you have to go to New York city. You have to do all this stuff. And, um, I think when I went, like when I started working at Nordstrom and everything, I was a little intimidated about it because I didn't have any of that experience. Um, but actually it was interesting because when I got my internship, I was the only business major out of all the interns. All the other interns went to like FIT. They actually someone went to Mercyhurst because there's a good fashion program at Mercyhurst. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them had like merchandising, fashion backgrounds, like things like that. And I was the only business um intern, and I actually was the first intern to get hired as a manager. And I think that it's interesting because one of my fellow intern like when we were there together, she had said to me that she was like, I'm really jealous that you have your marketing degree because I, I think she was like a fashion merchandise or something like that. And she was like, I feel like because of my degree, it's way more of like a narrow degree. And she's like, marketing and business is so broad. And mm-hmm. she's like, I feel like you could like, you know, see a lot more like opportunities, whatever and stuff. I don't think that's necessarily true. Um, Cause I feel like if, you're the right person for the job and everything if you make make your way um but it was interesting being the only business degree out of all the interns (laughs) I felt a little out of place for a while (laughs) well I mean I could be I mean I'm saying this in an ignorant way in the sense of like I don't really know it's just like a thought but Mm -hmm. I feel like if you know business and marketing you might not be able to design better than someone that was in like a design type of idea but you get how to build a business right right and that's the thing is it's like there's definitely two sides like running a business you definitely have to be business minded um but learning this other sides of fashion and like learning you know how to put outfits together all that sort of stuff I mean it can be learned but it's definitely like they definitely have an upper hand in going to school for it you know Mm -hmm. so but I mean business can be learned too it's you can look at it either way, I guess. Yeah. And how do you're going to laugh at this, but how does, I really don't understand the fashion industry just yeah. because you see a lot of, I would say unique styles mm-hmm. that are very like end up becoming high end designer or some yes. things yeah. uh, where I'm sure you've looked at something. I know I definitely have. I've seen something that's like five, four or $500. <laughs> I'm like, that looks like shit. I would buy that. So yeah. how, how it seems like the, to brand yourself or to stand out in fashion mm-hmm. what's the trick behind it because it seems like until you have a prominent prominent brand like kind of like how lulu is or nike yeah. is at first i feel like you really have to like separate yourself yeah. and how you brand the business and like what exactly your business has yeah so yeah i feel like it's an interesting concept for sure like i um 
obviously working at Nordstrom, there's very high end brands and everything. And in the beginning, I was kind of like, what? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> like, it's definitely fashion is something that you learn about how much time and effort and how much of an art it is to create mm-hmm. such amazing pieces and to understand that you know, some of the higher end designers, like they're working with the best fabrics, the best, best leather, like the best of everything. And the pieces that they're making are worth so much, in my opinion, because they last so well. Um, But it's all to each his own. Like, it's all, I guess, your preference and your style. And like, you know, like for me, for example, like being in fashion and everything, there are some trends that I'm like, I wouldn't spend that much money on it because I don't know how long I'm going to wear it or how long that trend's going to be around, you mm-hmm. know? So I guess that's all just to your own like preference. Um, but I understand how it can be like, why is that so much more expensive than this like item, you know? Um, yeah. But I think to a lot of people um, like wonder about like my boutique, for example, and like a lot of other boutiques that carry, different brands and different lines and everything is we are like T boutique is wholesale. So Mm -hmm. we have probably like 45 different brands in our store. Um, So there's like, we can get different candle brands, sunglasses, clothes, shoes, everything we've had. We've had Steve Madden in our store, like all different things. Um, But I also could eventually get to the point where I've seen a lot of boutique owners do this, where they do design their own lines, like create Mm -hmm. their own clothing lines. Um, And that is taking like a huge step, but I definitely, like I would absolutely love to someday, but Mm -hmm. right now I need to focus on T boutique. (laughs) And do you have, Oh no, continue. Sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, Do you have uh, any like desire in the future to build T boutique into like, not just a clothing brand, but something that, becomes like women women products and some like scents lotions stuff like that um i don't have any desire to go that route i actually have a huge desire to get men's stuff in my store <laughs> Ooh, okay <laughs> um i actually never thought about it until i opened like literally when i first opened t boutique so many of my guy friends and like i have a brother my boyfriend like at, so many guys were like why don't you carry men's stuff and i never really thought about the fact that there's not of men's store like a lot of men's stores i should say there are men's stores in buffalo but there's mm-hmm. definitely way more women's boutiques than there are men's yeah and mm-hmm. i know i'm speaking for <laughs> i mean they might not admit to it but a lot of a couple of my boys that are in the fashion like that mm-hmm. um they may not admit to it but guys definitely like wearing things that other people don't have yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. i don't know if it's like an ego thing or what but <laughs> like even even with like a lot of people that uh have like my like cool like pop culture like instagram type things where they sell certain hoodies like i'm a sucker for i don't think anyone else is gonna wear that i like that i enjoy and then when you're wearing it out some like i say that to friends all the time uh i'm like where the hell did you get that that's sweet Mm -hmm. and it's like oh yeah you like it Uh (laughs) uh-huh so like for guys that could be with t boutique i know i know and my my boyfriend's name is blair and he laughs all the time because he's like we could call it b boutique i'm like "Mm -hmm." (laughs) (laughs) yeah you could yeah yeah. so um if you had someone come in your store after listening to this and just said hey taylor um I well, that wouldn't make sense the way I'm asking it, so never mind. But I'll ask it differently. <laughs> if someone was to say, "Hey Taylor, like I one day want to get into business, or I want to open up my own type of clothing store, or mm-hmm. I want to do my own business," 
um, you're young. It seems it, you know, you got it, you got it all figured out, even though, you know, it's a day by day process. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, it's a roller coaster ride. Thanks. I like but... to pretend like I have it all figured out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. We do. We do. This is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so what would you tell them? Like, what would be your, obviously you don't want to discourage them, but what would be like the, I'm just being real with you Yeah. advice I, that you have without being discouraging? Yeah. I, uh, I have had people ask me this. Um, And I think the biggest thing is that I know people um, that have looked into it and everything. And I think that so many people just don't realize how many moving parts there are to running your own business. Like no matter what, like what industry you're in, honestly, like I have friends that own, you know, restaurants and own like other boutiques. And I, there's a friend of mine that's in my building that she owns um, like a stationery. She does like wedding invites, like all sorts of stuff, all business. You don't understand when you open a business and you are the sole person that is wearing all hats. Like you are everything from the accountant to the payroll, to doing the taxes, to doing cleaning the floor, to doing like you literally you're, doing every single part of the business it's not just for me like for what tea boutique is like I'm not just sitting in the store waiting for customers to come in like looking at pretty clothes all day like Mm -hmm. there is so much that goes into it um so I think that's just the biggest thing is to realize that um there's much more than like what it can seem like but then also on the same same note like believe in yourself And Mm -hmm. if you have a vision and you have a dream, like every single person that I told that I wanted to do this three, four years ago, however long it was, that kind of like gave me a funny look or were like, oh, are you sure? Like, I don't know, like blah, blah, blah. They fueled my fire so much. Like I was like, watch me. (laughs) Um, And I actually just talked to a friend this past weekend and was telling him how the store was doing and stuff. And he was like, He's like, honestly, he's like, so many people were telling you no, telling you not to go back to Buffalo and do this and blah, 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 and whatever. And he is like, you proved everybody wrong. And I was like, thank you. I don't think I have yet because I haven't hit all the goals that I want to yet, but thank you. Um, so I think the biggest thing is to just believe in yourself and to, you know, know that you have it in you, but also... Mm-hmm be ready for probably the biggest challenge ever. (laughs) No, of course. And with that, how much of it do you think it's just like people not actually doubting you, but it's more so like doubting themselves in that, like in the sense of like, I don't know how I would be able to do that. And I don't necessarily view you as someone that could. So it's coming out of like, that's just them projecting on you. Not in like a, like, go fuck yourself type of way. It's just more so just like, I don't even know if sometimes it's necessarily them projecting it from themselves. I think it also is just people that really care about you and love you and and don't want to see you upset. Yes. Yeah. And know that like, and that's the thing is like, there's always a chance of failure when you do something like this, especially like you're taking a risk and like, yeah. And that's the thing is like, I, like I have never like feared that failure, I guess. Like I've always like, I've known that I've wanted to do this and I Mm -hmm. have put everything into it and put like my heart and soul into it. And like, I even say sometimes like not, I don't want to put it in the universe, but I'm like, if someday that tea boutique isn't still there, like whatever and stuff, because I'm realistic about it and everything. I want to do this for the rest of my life. I love it. Um, But 
I don't think that it's a failure either, though, mm-hmm. if that does ever come to that point. Um, mm-hmm. I think if you give it all that you got and you, you know, try your best and put everything that you have into it and believe in yourself, I don't think that it's a failure then. No, of course. And to, well, I had two of the past people I've had on one Colin Walsh. He um, he's actually from Buffalo as well. We went to high school together, but um, I don't think I necessarily knew that until I had him on. <laughs> uh, just cause, I mean, Lancaster is such a big school. Like yeah. the name sounded familiar, yeah. um, but I didn't know if the St. Mary's or Lancaster, like mm-hmm. what exactly. But um, he was saying how because he moved to New York City. He does. Uh, he's a cinematographer and filmer. He's oh, worked sweet. with a lot of uh, big name people. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to be mentioned on here he's he likes to be a little bit private and stuff Mm -hmm. like that but one of the things he mentioned when I had him on was that he said he loves living in New York City because it's just it's the city never sleeps at go 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 and he Mm -hmm. said that the city helps him because that environment of he works 12 hours a day give or take and he said that that unless he works 12 hours it's not a productive enough day pretty much but he was saying that for based on the standard that he has set with his previous work and what he wants to keep growing with. And he was saying that it just, it, it, it is what it is. And sometimes it's, it's tough, but like if you're up for the challenge yep. to go for it, but at yep. the same time, it creates a little tunnel vision because you know, in the back of your mind that if say, if it doesn't work out, you potentially set yourself so far back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's the, like the scary part is that, like you said, like the tunnel vision, like you're so, set on it and that it's it's a like a far fall basically if it doesn't work mm-hmm. out you know but and then the other thing I wanted to ask you about I thought was interesting and it's kind of I thought it was kind of in a way a little corny and cliche but again that works <laughs> uh the the rapper Tory Lanes, he was on a podcast I was listening to and he said that he doesn't associate himself with the word uh L or losses or failure because he said that um it's more so of just like, okay, I now know what doesn't work. Yes. And I have the option of keep going or take a different route. Yep. Is that kind of how you like look at the business? Because you said that the, the thought of failure is like something that you don't really – Yeah. It doesn't keep you from keep going, no. I should say. No. No, I – yeah, I totally agree with that. I just – I don't know. I, I actually recently – and I'll – this is actually, I'll let you in on a little secret, but oh, feel special. <laughs> um, I actually recently was asked, like, what do I measure my success by? And like, where, um, like, when will I feel successful or that I've like made it or like, whatever you want to say in that sense. Mm-hmm. And I've never really thought about it. Like, I never really was like, oh, like this goal or this monetary value or whatever. I never really thought about it. And then I came to the conclusion. So like I said to you, I'm in a building with a bunch of suites and everything. So T Boutique is really small right now. We're a little um, like store inside of this building and everything. And uh-huh. um, uh, my name is not anywhere on the building or anything like we're in inside this building. And I came to the conclusion that I think the day that T Boutique has its own store and has its name up across like the front, like my logo is in front of the store. That'll uh-huh. be the day that I feel like I made it. And uh-huh. that will be happening this September. That's awesome. <laughs> so that we are, we are growing. We are moving to a almost 2000 square foot spot this September. 
So do you and that believe hasn't, that hasn't been announced oh. yet? <laughs> oh well, hey, it's so. first time it was announced here. Yeah. So, so I, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not at the point where I have like uh, Joe Rogan or like Caller Daddy type numbers. So it's yeah. not like it's gonna get out. It'll probably get out to maybe like 15, 20 people. That's then, fine. <laughs> hey, it's better than no one, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it builds, it builds anticipation to see what's next. So it that's does, good. Of course. So um, the next thing I wanted to ask you was, you know, what are some things, you know, kind of wrapping up this conversation, because mm-hmm. we've been on here for like about an hour now. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some things like looking back that you wish you would have learned in school that you had to learn in the real world that you don't think uh, school necessarily prepared you for that you thought should have prepared you for? Um, I feel like this is an obvious answer because I feel like this is all over the internet all the time, but all the taxes and all that, stuff, all the adult <laughs> things, like what the yeah. heck? Um, yeah, I, I guess just like, I mean, kind of circling back to what we said before is like, I feel like I kind of was between the academic minded and the creative mind or like artistic minded I guess Uh Um, and I just kind of wish there was more of an avenue for that and I wish I could have had the opportunity to kind of build upon um I don't know like I guess I would have been able to find that out sooner rather than I was what probably 19 when I switched Mm -hmm. to marketing and finally felt like I fell into it um I'm grateful that I did because some people never really I feel like find that niche necessarily um Uh but I think that was probably the biggest thing and um I I guess I wish I would have also in like the high school years and everything taken my like passion for I guess like clothing and fashion all that sort of stuff taking Uh it like a little bit more seriously and tried to like figure that out a little bit further but I guess everything happens for a reason because I ended up where I am today so (laughs) no of course I also have the other thing is too is I say this all the time not like diminishing it it's more so like something to laugh at um it's it's easier to look back and be like oh I wish I would have done it then but at the same time it's like that (laughs) that wasn't on your mind right not yeah. you personally, but I'm saying, no, like, yeah. I, I think about that all the time. I'm like, I wish school would have taught us about taxes and personal finance right. more. And, and the biggest thing, credit just from like oh, selling yeah. reals, from just selling houses and stuff. The mm-hmm. amount of people that are first time home buyers that are like, wait, yeah. I didn't know my credit needed to be this. Yeah. And it's like, well, well, we didn't learn these things in school. I didn't know I needed this much money down. I didn't know I need mm-hmm. this much, or I didn't know starting an LLC cost this much. Yep. Um, but I always laugh because it's just like, even if it was taught to us, we're not, we don't care. Yeah. yeah <laughs> we're not true. like, yeah. oh, we're about to go start a business. We got like 50 bucks for our name and we're just like, all right, we're the drink specials for the yeah. night. <laughs> yeah. I think one of the other things too that I wish would be a little bit more normalized in high school is that it's okay to like, I feel like a lot of people want to go to like these big four year, big name colleges and like you know, do all this and that. I honestly, like, I went to school for PT, like I said, like, and I do kind of feel like, not that it was, like, on a whim, but, like, I applied for multiple different majors at multiple different schools, and I Mm -hmm. honestly wish I would have gone to, like, a community college for a year or two and taken some core classes and figured it out because I probably wouldn't have crammed my last two years of school in and change my my major halfway through. Um, I feel like it should be, like, a little bit more normalized to go into it, like, with like an undecided major and figure out what you want to do and everything. 
Um, Mm -hmm. Because I feel like there's so much pressure to go to like a big four year school and know exactly what you want to do when you graduate at 18 and this and that. And it's like, there's so many things that could like, I, I, I didn't take a business class because I was on a medical track and I feel like if I would have taken a business class sooner, I would have been like, wait a minute, (laughs) like, I'm good at this. I should do this instead. Um, but that's one thing that I do wish, I guess that's not necessarily like a class or what they teach you in school, but I feel like that should be a little bit more encouraged or a little bit more like normalized. No, hundred percent. I had a, uh, I was talking to one of my buddies on here and I was asking them and he basically was like, well, it doesn't make sense to because college wouldn't make money. Yeah. Not trying to sound like a conspiracy theory guy, but I was saying that I thought, cause when I was in high school, I mean, we graduated around the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you know, you know, you could speak to this. It was almost like if you did like Erie one BOCES or if you did a trade school or something like that, it was almost like it was like, oh, okay, you're not going anywhere in life yes. type of thing. Yeah. And it was more so of like, got to get good grades, got to get good grades. Like me personally, I didn't start getting good grades until eighth grade. But mm-hmm. that was also because I wanted to play sports. Mm-hmm. And I, from seeing, you know, like the movies like American Pie and all those stupid things, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I want to go to a massive yep. party school. Yep. So what are, for me, it was like, what are the party schools? Oh, the biggest, like big name schools like Syracuse yep. and stuff like that. So that's where my grades were good, but I was just simply looking at it from the point of like, all right, I just had to remember the answers and remember a couple things before the exam started. Um, And a lot of kids that go to school and do those grades, once they get into their job, they don't necessarily, not not like as a blanket statement, but they don't necessarily know compared to like someone like you who like learn trial by error. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like you said, with the trade schools and everything, too. I think that that should be like encouraged so much. I think that that's so absolutely great. And like, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I feel like you said, like when we graduated and everything, I feel like getting good grades and going to college was like the only option. Um, yeah, and I don't think it should be that way. But I I don't know. Trade schools should definitely be encouraged. And I, like I said, I also think that exploring different degrees and different classes and going into schools undecided also isn't a bad thing either. So no, I think that they're, they should either teach a class, have a class seminar, whatever, Mm -hmm. just because I, I know I didn't, I'm assuming you didn't either. Mm -hmm. They don't have anything where a counselor is like, okay, take a personality test. I mean, obviously you don't know who you are when you're that young, you're still trying to figure it out. But it, for right now, in the second, when you're 17 and 18, about to make a jump into college, mm-hmm. which are going to be massive years in you growing up. Yep. What do you think you like? Oh, like, yeah. what do you, oh, I'd love to design well, that's my why, own shirts one day. Yeah. Okay, well, that's well, why I went into PC because I was, I was an athlete and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I was like, I've gone to physical therapy. Like I've had an injury. Like I'll do that, you know? And it was like, yeah, I was very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no exactly so uh, I just look at it which I'd like you to speak on it quickly is uh, I just look at it differently just from like being in business like you obviously look at finances differently mm-hmm. so the way I look at things I'm like okay if someone's paying three four five hundred dollars a month in student loan debt on the flip side of that if you put that money into like a compounded interest fund and mm-hmm. let it sit there consistently uh, so like if you're paying 500 say for 15 years if you did that on the reverse side of it into an investing account you would have so much money in the Mm -hmm. end so circling back like the cost of college it's just like I feel like now it's become almost like an economic decision yeah for people for people that are in business at least yeah and I also never really thought of I forget I want to say 
maybe an old teacher of mine or someone because I've gone in and talked at um, schools and stuff about, you know, opening my own business and everything. And I think someone was saying that a lot of co- or high school students don't necessarily realize sometimes that, like, say you're looking for sports and you're getting offered scholarships. They look at how much of a scholarship they're getting from each school, but not taking that and looking at it against how much their tuition is. So, like, they yeah. think they're getting a bigger scholarship you know, like looking at, and I feel like I probably was the same way. Like I was like, Oh, I'm getting more for this school. I'm going here. Not realizing that the, um, the tuition was higher, you know? So yeah, just I'm lucky things like that. Absolutely. I'm lucky that my mom was just like, cause there was a couple uh, schools that offered me and it was only like, low, it was super low. It was like 10, 15,000 a semester. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm coming. And she's just <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm going to that school. And she's just, like, no, you're not. Do you really want to have $40,000 worth of debt? Yeah. Every and I single feel like, year? Yeah. And I feel like some kid, like, I feel like, I mean, I wasn't, like, a lot of people don't, like, kids at that age, you don't really think about that because you're like, yeah, it's fine, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't you know. Don't it's really... interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't really know. Mm-hmm. Now, a um, couple last questions for you, wrapping this up. Um, what is the worst piece of advice you've ever heard? Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. That's a tough question. Okay, we could. If you don't know, that's fine. Yeah, so we'll go to the next any. one. <laughs> um, what is the best piece of advice you've ever heard? As corny as it may be, <laughs> I think it was probably from that boss that I mentioned to you. Just like believing in yourself and like seeing where you have like a niche somewhere and mm-hmm. like making sure, like like I said repeating myself but he said to me he's like make sure wherever you go in life like you can use that mm-hmm. and I think that that was probably the best is just like knowing what your strengths are and knowing what you're good at and using that in your life and career and all of those sort of things is probably what's going to take you the furthest because you probably enjoy it and you are good at it and it's a strength and you can grow with it Absolutely. And the last question I have for you, actually, no, second last question is if you could meet 18 year old Taylor today, (laughs) what piece of wise words would you give her to carry forward moving, moving forward in life? Um, I think at that age, it would be to have more confidence in myself and Mm -hmm. knowing um, that those little things that I liked and everything were going to take me a lot further than I thought. And yeah, I think just confidence at that age and just having faith that everything will work out. And the last question I have for you is how do you want T boutique to be represented in uh, Buffalo? What is the vision for it? Yeah. Like what do you want um, people to say about it? What do you want people to remember it for? Um, I want it to be a place that people come into and just feel good and happy when they're in there, whether they're just stopping in to say hi to me or to check things out or to shop or whatever it may be. I want it to be a happy place for everybody. And I want it to be a place that has something for everyone. That's awesome. (laughs) So, I mean, hey, you're on track for it. You're strong. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Let's let's here's to another five years. <laughs> yeah, literally. And yeah. then we'll see where it goes in ten years. So yeah. but uh this was awesome. It was uh nice getting to 
talk to you for the first time ever. Yeah, so, thanks for um, having me. Maybe we'll meet yeah, of in course. real life. <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, I'll have to stop in the store and stuff like yeah, that. But no, do. I think it's uh, yeah, I think it's cool how social media can connect people and like we never met before, but we can have a conversation about certain things. Yeah, so definitely a great um, tool. Yeah, absolutely. So I thank you for coming on. I know you're super busy running your shop. Go, go, go. So <laughs> I appreciate it. All right. Thanks for having me. Of course. I'll see you. All right. Bye.